Smod Pods continue to pack live shows in 2015. Don't miss Kevin Ralph for Hollywood Babylon at the Hollywood Improv every Friday. Kevin Andy makes minds mighty with edumacation at the Ice House in Pasadena on January 31st. Looking ahead to February, Jason Muse hits Wizard World Madison Comic Con February 6th through 8th. Ice House in Pasadena hosts Jay and Silent Bob Get Old on the 28th. Kev goes solo at the Tempe Improv on March 14th, followed with Jay and Bob Get Old. Why Bry heads to Florida in April. Fort Lauderdale Improv on April 17th, Palm Beach Improv on the 18th, and Orlando Improv on the 19th. Kev does an evening with in Fort Lauderdale as well on the 17th, and then West Palm Beach on the 18th. Cough up a little cash to see your favorite purveyors of free funny on Sir as they hit the road, coming soon to a con or comedy club near you. Tickets for these and all Smodco shows are at csmod.com. And welcome to the Getting Sketchy podcast. I'm Josh Stifter. And with the mishap of the Christmas episode and Steve still being dead, I decided to get a special guest on this week's episode. I reached out to someone who was, was a huge inspiration to me. When I, when I was 11 years old, I went to bring your kid to work day at my dad's office. And it was one of those fuck-offs like bring the kid in, but my dad had to actually still work. So he basically told me to just uh, piss off while he got his stuff done. In nicer way than piss off, but that's basically what he said. I, I just sat on the computer. This was on the early days of the internet when I didn't even have the internet at home. Or maybe we did, but if we did, it was like I wasn't allowed on it because I would immediately look for boobs. He, he set me up with the internet and I was just looking around for stuff. And one of his coworkers came up to me and said, hey, check this out. And it was... A, a video for a frog in a blender. And this week I have a hero of mine, a legend in the animation community, Joe Cartoon. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Thanks for the kind introduction. If you can't tell, I'm a bit nervous because, I mean, you changed my life. It sounds super cheesy, but you really did. And you're probably the person who inspired me the most to actually become an animator and pursue it and think that I could actually do it. Uh, how did it, how did that work out for you? <laughs> uh, well, I remember <laughs> when I was real young, I started animating uh, like on my dad's video camera. They knew that I was into animation, but most of those animations were just clay dudes getting their heads cut off and stuff like that. And that was the kind of stuff I didn't see anywhere else. Like it, it didn't exist at the time. Now gory cartoons are everywhere. I mean, anywhere you look, you can find stuff like that but yours was the first one that i saw where i was like this is like punk rock animation <laughs> yeah i to be honest with you thank you very much for all the kind words i don't know what the i don't know what i was doing so i was just doing stuff so there wasn't any science behind it well okay then to start off with i i don't really like this podcast just be straight up interview but i think this will be because i have so many fucking questions for you oh then shoot i i love answering questions it's, it's easy how did you get into animation then Oh, this is an easy one. Uh, history is I was doing T-shirt designs, and I was uh, I had a uh, and some guys because they were all failed T-shirt designs. A lot of novelty T-shirt stuff that was just basically my. I was just trying to be a cartoonist and uh, you know get paid. You know, sure. there was those novelty T-shirts you could get a lot of royalty money off of if you got a winner. Anyway, a lot of them just failed, so they. 
the guys in my uh, office building had a web server. They were super nerdy guys. I mean, they knew exactly what was going on. Uh, God bless the nerds, by the way. Those guys are the guys that said, put your stuff on the web. These are freaking great cartoons. So I, I did, and there was a, an alien there was an alien T-shirt that I did. It was basically two positions. One, it was a doing the pelvic thrust. Just a straight up alien hump. Just a straight up alien pelvic thrust. <laughs> and the the guys next door made an animated GIF of that, brought it over to me, and they showed it to me. And I never wanted to be an animator, but right there, that very second, I saw my stuff moving, and I said, "Oh." Jesus, man, I'm an animator right now. Yeah, the magic of just seeing something come, like I made something come to life. Right. Pulled you in immediately. And I started doing it in freehand and just exporting shitloads of frames. And then I didn't know really what I was doing. But then somebody told me about Flash. Mm -hmm. And I paid a guy. I found out one of my buddies is a decent Flash guy, brought him in. I paid him 25 bucks an hour for two days just to get me sit with me mm-hmm. you know i was making animations since then sweet yeah that's the benefit of um starting out as an artist and seeing it and then just being able to to get the the knowledge as opposed to like the pain and agony that i of me trying to learn i would take paint i would do it in paint yeah when i saw your cartoon what i started doing was we had a computer at home for whatever i don't i honestly don't think we had internet at the time or else I would have been looking at boobs constantly. I never would have stopped. Right. But yeah, I, mean, I saw your style and what I would do, because I didn't know Flash was a thing. So what I would do is draw every picture in paint and then print them off and yes. do it with a camera. Like I was doing essentially film and then cutting out frames on my VCR. So I would like just pause it for a frame and record for a frame on my VCR and do go frame by frame printing off pictures from paint but with your your style the way flash does the smoothing i saw that Mm -hmm. style and i couldn't get it to look smooth like that in paint ms paint obviously so what i started doing was to to mimic that style of the smooth lines is i would draw like big fat lines and then erase inside of the lines to get that sort of smoothed out look and Basically trying to steal your style and then <laughs> and then show it to all my friends and get expelled. Do you still have those old ones laying around? I'd like it's, to see those. It really sucks. I've I've looked for them so many times. I'm not one of those people who is good at holding on to stuff. I'm like a throwaway person. And all of that shit is it's fucking gone. And gone. I, it okay. destroys me because now as I'm getting older and I have a son, he's two years old. And as, you know, he's starting to get older and older. I love keeping his stuff and seeing his artwork as he's starting to just scribble on paper and stuff like that. And I, I really wish I had kept all those early cartoons I had, but I just didn't. I threw them all out or I they got lost on old hard drives and stuff like that. Christmas, just this Christmas, my brother-in-law pulled out some stuff from some old file that he had of promo cards I used to do okay. when I first started cartooning. And they're horrible, <laughs> absolutely horrible. But he's he framed them for me and my kids and stuff, and it's a really nice present. But I also wanted to destroy them too. So yeah, it's agony every time you look at them. Yeah, well, you can see where I was, where I, you know, it kind of started. So I, I don't know. I was I was twenty three, by the way, when I decided to be a cartoonist. So 
That's when I started. This is the funny thing is I have known about you for so long. You sent me, I talked about this on an earlier podcast, so I'm not going to really repeat it a whole lot, but you sent me a letter that was like the reason I got into animation. I have a question. How that? How did that come about? Did your dad contact me or something? So I I tried to put this together because I could I st- I can't remember. I was eleven years old at the time, <laughs> or eleven or twelve, something like that. And I think my dad sent you, or I sent you an email through my dad's email okay. at work that day because I sat okay. for the, his whole eight hour day at work. I just watched your video right. over or videos. There wasn't a lot of them at that time because it was. 97 98 something like that and i sat there watching it over and over and over and over and then drawing it and copying it and oh wow yeah i was just it was it was like instantaneously in love with it because i was a simpsons fan i always was and my parents they did not let me watch the simpsons they wouldn't let me watch ren and stimpy right but that's what i wanted to watch so i would sit and watch these shows that i wasn't supposed to that was the first time you know, 11 years old, where dad was like, yeah, this is just an animal being killed in a blender. It's cool. Like, you can watch this. And yeah, that's amazing that that kind of background and you and the Simpsons were off limits and Joe Cartoon was on, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. And when you watch this, like it was early Simpsons. If you go back to the early Simpsons episodes, they're like coded in Christian ethics and the show is yeah. totally clean. Yeah. As opposed to a frog being blended up right. um, swearing it there was another one i think you had on at the time that was a it was like a laser pointer and then yeah, a red dot that was the red dot yeah series. red dot yeah that's the one and i was in love with that one too it's fun to make stuff explode it is it really well i just i love gore and i that those were the first like those were the first cartoons where i'm like you can do that i can't believe it you can actually just make gore that easy right well, you know, I don't know if you're like me at all, but the, like the real thing makes, you know, if I, if I see a dead animal on the side of the road, I, I kind of almost vomit. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, it's funny because I'll watch horror movies like I'm a big Evil Dead fan and stuff like that. And my yeah. wife is not. She hates scary movies or gory movies. Our kid fell, fell down off the couch when he was like just like one years old and bumped his nose and he's got a bloody nose. And she, right. you know, she got into it, was totally fine. I almost passed out. I can't, right. human blood, I'm right. done. I'm <laughs> exactly. done. But the fake stuff is, that's what I love, especially cartoon, because it's so goofy. Right. Well, I grew up on horror movies as well. I mean, that's what I liked to watch when I was a kid. And I, you know, uh, I was into those universal, I'm older than you, so I was into the universal horror movies, you know, the werewolf, the Frankenstein, the... Boris Karloff movies, the Bela Lugosi movies. I love that stuff. I love it. I'm a total geek for that kind of stuff now, especially recently as I've gotten older. I get into the old stuff because I can see the passion in the work. So anyway, I love that stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, I like, I don't know, maybe it's my comic book uh, upbringing as well that made me like to blow stuff up. You know, I don't know, but it was fun. I'm tired of it now. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm not really interested in old stuff up anymore. No, it's really but, and it's really cool. Like as yeah, it is, and I, you could you could see how fun it was, and then you kind of you kind of stopped doing stuff for a while on the like as far as web animations went, especially that kind of stuff, and then shifted to more 
Like everything feels a lot more heartfelt as it as it progressed. Right. I'm I'm getting older, I think. Maybe. Maybe. You know. There's still <laughs> it's still there's still a, like a there's still a, a comical sense to it. Like you just released an album. Yes, sir. I've said many times that I've gotten bored with music just in general. Right. I'm I was really into music when I was a kid and I got totally bored with it. But I will say, what is is it called Rocks and Toads? Yeah, it's uh I go by the name Cousin Joe Two Shacks, and yep. the album is Rocks and Toads. Yeah. It's and- the first album I heard, because uh, you posted a song called Hellbound for Gloria. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah it's on the next album. Yeah. Is it really? I was yeah. going to ask if it was, because that song, when I heard it, I was like, this is music, man. This is folk music at its finest. And <laughs> it is. And the album is... I haven't heard an album like that in a long time where I'll go from laughing one second to almost in tears. Yeah. It, it, it's just such a heartfelt, cool album. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. What got, so you start, you, you obviously your claim to fame was starting with the, the, you know, press and explode animations and the other flash right. animations. But then what moved you to start switching over to music? Um, well, I've always liked music, but I mean, you know, way back in the day when I was doing that stuff, I mean, you got to remember that, that frog in the blood or gerbil microwave, check this out. It's 15 years old now. I know. That's 15 years ago. But the height of that whole thing, I got, I actually got, I got, I had a, I lost an adrenal gland to a tumor, right? Um, so I had some health issues and then I just kind of lost it for a long time. And kind of tr- tried to keep maintaining it, but really didn't. Really, just wasn't excited about it anymore. And you know, the uh, picking up a guitar is really what ignite, reignited the creative aspect of Joe me. You know, again. So sure, it just seemed like a new. You know, when I first learned how to animate, you know, I was totally uh, absorbed in it because it was a new sort of creative way to express yourself. And I haven't had that feeling until I got a guitar, you know? And just playing stupid chords and writing words to those chords has been much more interesting to me than what I was doing. So I've been having fun. Well, and you could see it in the videos. Like, as once you started posting stuff on YouTube again, or on YouTube, you switched over from... uh, There was... In that shift, that's when you started doing more songs, right? You started posting animations, but they were like music videos. Yeah, I mean, there's one called Peace Out Love Joe Cartoon, and then there's one called Dancing Monkeys Don't Never Get to Be Kong. Oh, which is so good. So before you had put out this album, and I I had no way of getting those songs, I actually had a ripped version. Like, I downloaded the songs themselves off of YouTube. And... Uh So I would I ripped all those songs off of YouTube and I'd play them at parties and people would be like, this is the dude that you sh- kept showing us the videos for? Like, that's crazy because yeah. it's just such a, it's so unexpected. <laughs> Especially songs yeah. like Hellbound for Gloria where that song is so, there's just something so heartfelt about it. 
I don't know what to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said I said I didn't want to be the guy who's just like, you're amazing. But that's totally yeah. what it's. It, I can't help it because it is. It's well, cool. they say you should never talk to your heroes because of stuff like that, because that's all you're going to do. And it's just going to be awkward. But it isn't. It's really great to just sit down and actually talk to you and hear where you came from and be able to tell you like how much of a difference you made it's it's one of those i mean i know i was only 11 or whatever when i was like oh wow i i can do this and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal but it kept i kept going back throughout the years as i would get i'd get into a phase where i'd be like i need to make art or i need to do this or i need to do that and it was always like your videos were the ones i'd go back to and ground myself and be like you know what you can just have fun just have do punk rock animation because that's what it that's what it always felt like to me was good punk rock is the kind of punk rock where you listen to it and you're like i could do that and then you try to do it and you're like holy shit this is way harder than it looks like that's one of the uh i'll give you one i think one of the keys to success in anything is to stop caring just let it and if you're not having fun stop go do something else and when you're doing something like what we we're doing back in the day, right? Or it's it's you're calling it punk rock and stuff, and it's a great way to describe it. It's to literally don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this because I think it's funny. Here you go, boom. And if I think that's a key, a really big key to making stuff work, for sure. But I, it's hard not to care. Yeah, it's, it's it, hard not to care sometimes. It is hard not to care. And it's hard to, you know, like I'll put out a video, I'll put out a cartoon on my own that I, you know, put a bunch of time into and then no one watches it. You know, it gets a hundred views or something like that. And it it is hard. Steve and I talk about that. uh, The guy I usually podcast with, he and I talk about that all the time, how it is almost heartbreaking we were like, wow, I really thought that this was going to be my big one. But we're right. sl- as as we're both, he's a dad now too, and both of us have kind of gotten to this point where like, let's just bullshit on a podcast and make our fucking cartoons for fun. Why? Right. Like, let's make each other laugh. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically how our friendship, me and Steve, how our friendship started was we were both animators for Kevin Smith. Well, I, just so you know, I watched that uh, Kevin Smith thing you did this morning. I thought it was great. The thing um, for Tusk? Yeah, for Tusk, I saw it on your... I just perused your stuff there real quick before I got on here. Cool. That was pretty pretty sweet graphic stuff there. It was very nice. It was very... Uh, um, it, it, it was cool. It was a bummer that it didn't make it into the final cut of the movie. Right. But if, I, if they have to choose between a really amazing performance from Michael Parks or showing my silly animation, I, yeah. I'll let... I'm cool with them taking the... Uh, taking the performance right yeah. um but I, I was i'm i'm very happy that it made it onto the blu-ray because i was actually pretty proud of that because it was very outside of my comfort zone it made good bonus bonus material for them too so don't you know yeah yeah definitely it, they actually used it as their um where they're like check out this deleted scene online and then yeah. go pick up the dvd <laughs> yes yeah but you know, back to that, um, back to that thing where you you're talking about make doing a whole lot of work and thinking you're going to get this, you, this will be your hit or this will bring a lot you a lot of attention. You know, I can tell you, Dancing Monkeys don't ever get to be Kong, which I thought was a really good one. Um, took me about five months to make, and it's got a hundred thousand views, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a buck fifty. 
But back in the day, when there was no one on the internet and stuff, and you drop a thing like that, and it'd be millions of hits the next two days. It'd be worldwide. It's now, such a different culture than it was. If you if you want hits now, just follow your kitten around, you know, with your <laughs> and you know, because that's. You know, that will take you a day to find a really cute kitten thing, right? That'll yep. get a billion views. You know, so when you, so all I'm saying to you is welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. And it sounds like it's a bitch session, but it literally, it isn't at all. I am so happy where I'm at right now. I get to animate for a living and right. I don't dread working every day. Amazing. I get to tell people, I make cartoons. Like that's so fucking cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's you know I can tell from looking at your office right now that uh, that is not a cubicle, right? It's it not. is. It is not a cubicle. I do have a sort of cubicle e job in right. animation, but it it isn't really a cubicle. It's very it's like educational videos. So like I make educational cartoons and stuff like that. You um, probably like the dude working with too, right? What's that? You probably like all the guys you're working with too. Cause you oh yeah. That. I love I, everyone I work with is so cool, which is yeah. crazy. I've, I mean, I've, I spent eight years working overnights between FedEx and target and a bunch of other bullshit jobs. Right. So <laughs> I'm happy just to not be working overnights. <laughs> like just right. the fact it, it's all perspective where, I'll, you know, I'll work with people who are like, Oh, I fucking hate going into work today. I'm like, why you get to come into a work and make cartoons there's people who have like i had to work eight years working 12 hour nights overnights nothing is worse than that (laughs) that's horrible horrible it was and trying to i was like trying to animate on the weekends while working overnights and that's when i was working for i like when i was doing heavy work for kevin it was work all night then animate all day, then work all night, then animate all day. And I was going like some days, like 70 some hours without sleep. Right. <laughs> Hallucinating and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just walk out my back door and go to my barn out here. So that's all I, that's all I go to work now. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the music. I know this is mostly an animation podcast, but I really, man, I'm fucking just digging the album. You well, know, thanks. have you ever had an, have you ever had an album or do you do this with music where you'll get an album and I know I call it albums like I'm an old man, but I, yeah, right. I, it's just, to me, that's the easiest way to put it instead of being like, do you ever get a digital download? And it's just sounds stupid. Um, right. Do you ever get an album and you just become obsessed with it and listen to it? Over, like you're excited to listen to it. And yes. you'll like, I ride yeah. the bus to work. So every day when I get on the bus now, that's when I listen to it, and I'm excited to ride the bus because I get the chance to listen to it again. Great, <laughs> thanks. It's <laughs> that's awesome. Do you? But do you ever have that? Do you have albums like that, or is there? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I was addicted to the most recently. Um, like I just had it rolling. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm kind of, a, uh, you know, I've been, I'm sort of into like. Uh, you know, my the first person I ever loved in the whole world was Neil Young, right? That was my big time. I was listening back when the guys were listening to uh, Van Halen and ACDC and stuff. I was more like a 
Neil Young, Iggy Pop guy. Awesome. So that was kind of my area of love. And nowadays I'm listening. There's so many, you know, uh, we're in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, pretty much. There's a huge music scene here that nobody knows about. And there are uh, a lot of singer songwriters. And, uh, you know, uh, their stuff is phenomenal out here. And you, there are people you've never heard of. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, we I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I um we have like a huge bullshit indie artsy fartsy scene. Prince? We have Prince? Oh yeah, we have Prince. <laughs> that's like that's, that's I love that's that right. that's our claim to fame in Minnesota <laughs> is like Prince. And happy days. Happy days. <laughs> and uh right. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I don't know who that is. The dude who played Hercules on the Hercules TV show. <laughs> Oh, Do you remember yeah, no. that show? I, he's from yeah. Minnesota, and that was like a running gag in Minnesota. Is like that dude's from Minnesota. It's like who gives a shit? Like we, that's our claim <laughs> to fame is Hercules. Yeah, there's there's some really great bands, local bands in the area, but there's a, the boom right now is it's like indie pop music. Yeah, and a lot of rap, and it's that's the kind of stuff that I just I don't listen to. It's just not my thing. Yeah, me neither. So I'm I'm big into folk music and hardcore grind death metal punk. Stuff. Yeah, I saw you playing. Yeah, <laughs> you play too, don't you? I do actually. It's funny because I, when you were talking about looking back at your old art and cringing at it, I that's the way I am with music. Where I've gone through, I started in punk bands when I was a kid, and that was sort of my hobby. My passion was animating, but my hobby was playing music, and I fucking, I can't listen to it. It's like blood-curdling just to hear myself. I actually thought it was not bad. The uh, new stuff I have a lot of fun with. The new grind stuff that I'm doing with my buddy Lucan. Yeah, it looks fun. It's the same thing where it was like, I, I got to the point where he was playing in a, he was playing in like a power metal band. We both like grindcore music, so we were like, why don't we just fucking jam and have fun? Right. That's we have been, and I'm actually after we're done podcasting, that's what I'm going to go do is jam with him. <laughs> cool. So that's cool. Uh, I wanted to start my new year off with a awesome interview and then a awesome jam session. It's fun. I have it's it definitely lets me let off steam <laughs> <laughs> when I get to play that fast and scream that hard. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I <laughs> It's like an adrenaline rush to just right. let out that kind of steam. Um, it's very therapeutic. And so that's why we were just like, let's just give up. Let's give up and play what we want to play. Right. Well, I've been, tr- I've been trying to play in front of people, like open mics and stuff. It's hard. Oh, God, yes. I did it for years. I played in cover bands and stuff. And it's hard in as much as even after I get past the the nerves of it and I was so... I'd done it so many times, I wasn't nervous. There's that feeling of no one gives a shit because I'm right. I'm not the Beatles, so no one's really paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I know what it's. I know exactly what it's like to be completely ignored, right? Completely ignored, and I also believe that that is sort of empowering. Once you're once you realize you're completely ignored, then you start to relax. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of true. When you're like, no one's, everyone at this, because we would always play bars and stuff. And I got to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to have fun up here because everyone's drunk and no one's going to remember us. Right. And if they're going to remember us, it's it's because of something stupid that I do on stage. So I just started acting like an idiot. And yeah, it ended up going across pretty well people did start to remember us but now i i don't know i just kind of fell out of love with it plus i had a kid and stuff like that right that takes up all the time how old are you i am almost 30 oh geez you're a kid you got a long way to go but i feel old (laughs) yeah i had uh, i went out for new year's last night and had i don't know a handful of beers and woke up this morning like oh my god that it was beer. How can I have a headache? Right, right. I'm, no. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that point where I can feel pain. I'm at the age where uh, New Year's New Year's isn't even a isn't even a consideration. Yeah. It, it, we were I sort just, of that way and then my wife last minute was like, "Let's go to a friend's party." Yeah. <laughs> I just sat around and watched a movie with my wife. Now I'm at I'm at that place where I'm waiting for my kids to come home. That's what I'm worried about, you know, whether how they're going to come home. Right? Yeah, it's funny because I just I read an interview a couple of weeks ago that you did, and in the past you've been pretty. I don't know if the word is uh, reclusive. Like you don't you don't you weren't big on the internet talking about yourself. You had your characters that you sort of played. Right. So as much as. I talked about you. I knew nothing about you. You were a cartoon character to me for years. Yeah, that's good. And then just just recently with the album and stuff like that, I think you've sort of come out of that. Uh, yeah, we, you know, that we, I kind of, we do some cool stuff here, you know? So like, did you see the, you probably saw the little movie, right? The fishing Oh yeah, it's the little the short twenty minute documentary. If if you haven't seen the the little documentary on Joe's YouTube, go check it out. It is so good. It's real. It was really well done. Well, the thing is that this this whole thing is, you know, we recorded that album that you know last, not this last summer, the summer before, right? And we had such a great time. You know, it's a very close knit group small group of guys and we time it for the fishing as well. So we're actually good. And I thought, you know, I've seen stuff out there. I thought this is so fun that what the stuff we're doing is so fun and cool. Right. We got a document next time. And, uh, and, uh, the guy that did document it is a fly fishing movie making uh, madman. He actually has five or six movies out there about fly fishing, and and he's extremely and he liked the music, he likes the fly fishing, and he just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and so did we. And and uh, it, it was a really great opportunity to just kind of like explain the story, tell the story. How does this guy go from this long ago crazy cartooning to now he's what singing songs are you shitting me right <laughs> right yeah and so it was a so it's a perfect opportunity to sort of explain that and then also it shows you what the, these guys are doing like I, 
I, I wanted to to, to uh, I wanted to capture this thing like if you don't know us, right, and you just think we're but and then you see this movie, I'll bet you fifty bucks you want to hang out with us. Yeah, you know? yeah, because it's because we we're just regular guys having fun and loving every minute of it, and that's anyway that's what I was looking to show. And that guy actually did a brilliant, brilliant job of it. So, and that's you know, and he's going to be, or you, you guys are going to be releasing like a full length documentary, or was yeah, it was with the second album coming out when we released that, still being worked on. So I'm not sure when we'll release it, sure. or if we'll have it animated. But we do that little documentary, that 19 minute documentary, was basically, um a piece of the whole thing that was going to be in the fly fishing, you know, the fly fishing tour. Okay. You know, the, the fly fishing film tour, you know, you know what I mean by that? They, you remember the guy that, with the Mohawk that did the skiing movies? The Mohawk. No. He did these, he did these crazy skiing movies. Anyway, they, it was like a ski tour movie thing where people would go to watch this guy ski. Right. Okay. <laughs> And so the fly fishing tour is sort of like the same thing. There's different little movies of guys fishing in different places. Sure, sure, sure. They, I, when I was in high school, they did that with that was when there was like the big X Games boom, and they, yeah. uh, Tony Hawk would release these DVDs that were just, yeah, like follow them from place to place, right? But they were just like a tour, and they were kind of just fun. They weren't about the sport as much as they were. They're like showing the sport, but also showing what happens behind the scenes and yeah. the fun stuff. Well, in our case, we 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 just said, you know what? The fly fishing tour was uh, all booked up, and they wanted to use it for next year. And uh, we just said, man, let's let's us use it right now because the album's out. Let's let's use it for this. Sure. And so we did. So so it's a tiny little piece of the behind the scenes, the interviews with all the. Uh, the guys on the album, like, um, you know, hell, Griff is the, Griff is the guy named Craig Griffith is the uh, harp player. Okay. He's, you know, ever heard of the verb pipe? Yes. That's who he plays for now. Oh, really? Interesting. Right, so he's not like, he's total mad game. And there's a guy named Jagoda playing drums. He's a badass. He's in a band called Swamp Cabbage right now. He's also played with everybody in the world. Sweet. And then uh, the bait stand-up bass player is a guy from Pittsburgh who's badass. Jason Raflack and um, Michael Critton, of course, is the producer. His band was Troll for Trout out here. It's a regional okay. uh, big-time band from around here. And uh, these guys all got mad game. Anyway, there'll be interviews with all those guys, some more fish in. My son's in the movie. Yeah, is your yeah. son that's is that your son on the guitar? Yeah, huh? in, in he's in the twenty minute one. There's like a scene of him yeah. rocking a solo. Yes, wow, yeah. he's like a hell of a guitarist. <laughs> yeah, he's badass. Yeah. That's awesome. He, Joe, did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> they're down there. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a hell of a guitarist. It's really cool to um, it, that must be really awesome for you to have him. Oh yeah, rocking the guitar. Absolutely. I'm so interested in what my kid is gonna do because he's at that age where he's not a total moron anymore. He's like starting uh, to show signs of intelligence. Right, he's um, two. He's two. Yeah, so yeah. he's a total moron, but yeah. but at least he could say a couple words, and 
shows interest in things. Well, here's the deal. You take, you get another year, you're going to feel like the moron. For sure. <laughs> trying to reason with a, trying to reason with a two or three year old. Pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he's obsessed with golf right now. He's a two year old oh. who has a better golf swing than I do. <laughs> yeah. I had a video of him golfing and I was showing it to people and they were, everyone was just like, Jesus Christ, that kid's going to make you a billion dollars golfing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Joe, get out there, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that must be really awesome, though. I can't wait to see what my kid does, but it must be great having your kid rocking on your album. Oh, it's fabulous. I, I can't tell you how, how, uh, how really, truly awesome that is. I mean, you know, I've been sitting out here since he was, uh, he probably started nine or ten with drums. Then he moved on. Anyway, so I would sit out here, drink beer into the into the evening and nighttime, watching him and his friends grow up playing, and uh, they just keep getting better and better and better. But uh, recently, the uh, you know in the last couple of years, the the chicks have started showing. Up. Oh yeah. So where I used to be able to sit there and drink beer and laugh and watch him play, and now Dad's got to be gone. Now they're like, dude, we love you, man, but... Get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't want to (laughs) go. Yeah. Hold on. Get out. That's awesome. I go, go dog, my head down, my shoulders are shrugged, I'm kicking the dirt all the way into the house. (laughs) That's fantastic. I can't wait to be that, Dad. That's just Uh, like hanging out, drinking. Kevin talked about that, um... He talks about his he his daughter's at his daughter's thirteen or something like that, and she she has parties, and he you know being Kevin Smith, he she yeah. doesn't let, she doesn't let him around because her friends will be like yeah Silent Bob, so she's embarrassed <laughs> by her dad, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Well, that's a different deal. But. That, yeah, that's that's the uh, I'm I'm gonna be more like you, I'm sure, where my kid is just gonna be like, oh, old man, get the fuck out of here, I'm trying to get laid. Right. Well, he has. A, that's a thirteen-year-old daughter. I've got daughters too. Do you have uh, how they, many kids? Do you have three? I have a twenty-five-year-old girl. A, a twenty. Wait, twenty. Twenty. Yeah, twenty-five, twenty-three, twenty-two, and eighteen. But I have two girls. Um, that, that's twenty-five. Or twenty. Twenty. Twenty-four. <laughs> wait, yeah, twenty-five, twenty-two, <laughs> <laughs> and then my son's eighteen. They're. They're three years apart. That's all I remember. Every th- three years, my wife would get me drunk and have her way with me. So <laughs> oh, That's amazing because my son is two right now, and now it's getting to that point where my old lady is like, hey, um, do you, uh, yeah. you want to have another one? And I'm like, well, I, I don't know, but we can practice. Yeah. <laughs> practice in school. <laughs> That's really interesting because in your, I was listening to the album. I the first time I knew so little about you as a person, and I was listening to the album, questioning how much of it was you being honest and talking about stuff, and how much of it was you kind of playing a character, more or less. You know, because you talk about your three kids on the album. Yeah, my old lady is a. That's a freaking true story. Yeah, that's that's a true story. That's a great song, man, and. The one that always gets me is um, Lucy Skidmore. Oh my God. That I was on the bus the first time I heard that song. 
I was seriously holding back tears. I was just, it is the most heartfelt song I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, it's so, it's so honest. You know what I mean? Like it's a love song that doesn't play like a love song. <laughs> right. It's got a, it's got a, it's, it's going one way and then it come, just turns around for the, the second half. Oh, it punches half. you in the gut where you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it it's an album can can come out where it hits you on a personal level and that album just straight up hit me on a personal level yeah thank you. Uh, number one i didn't expect it from you necessarily because it's joe cartoon like um is, i think the song is called be with you yeah and mm-hmm. that song i know it's not necessarily about this or it isn't about this at all but with how much work I do, how much I work, there is this element of not getting to be with my family as much as I'd like to be. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I don't even know where that came from, to be honest with you. It was, it, but I was really pleased with the way it turned out. I was very scared, sort of, to put that song out because, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it is really pretty raw. It just kind of just rolled out. It sort of turns out to be, you know, it's more like a, it's a, you know, it's the, I'm a, the guy's away at war and she's at home yep. sort of separation story. You saw the animation. I did. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is, it's very obviously about a guy over, you know, in a war who has seen terrible things and doesn't know if he's going to come back the same and what it's going to be like. Right. But there also is that element of to me where it, it it hits on a on a level to more than just that where it is just life gets in the way sometimes of where you were when you first met someone yeah. and as the years go on are we still are, am I still going to want to be with you through all of these things and the chorus always just strikes with this yeah I want to be with you then you know there's all these things happening so even though it's not about that yeah, I, I, somehow it hit me in this way of I found a personal. It hit me in a personal way. Hey, you know that that's the thing about music too, right? Is that yep. you can interpret it. There, there is a moment in a lot of stuff. You know, it's not what the song's about, but it, it triggers something in the person about their life and their stuff, and they take they make it. What's that all? I, there's a song of I can't remember who sings it, but. Oh, it's that Guitar Man song. But I think the the line in there is that, you know, you take that song and make it your own, you know? You know, you interpret it for yourself. Which is like, I I was a big Tool fan. and uh, Yeah, they're from here. (laughs) And Tool would, would, um, they wouldn't release lyrics. And their lyrics can be kind of weird and, and, and deep, so or like kind of heady. So people would try to interpret them, but he'd never give out lyrics for them like in uh guitar world or yeah guitar world magazine yeah. if they put a if they put a tool tab in there it would never have lyrics it would say like lyrics um aren't allowed by blah 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 so um i always thought that was interesting because and he would say in interviews it's, it's because i don't want you to fucking know what i was saying i want you to figure out what it is that you want to hear in it yeah, that guy's from here, you know, right? Grand Rapids. He is Maynard. Yeah, his name. He's good. You know, he grew up with some younger buddies of mine. Oh, so, really? 
Interesting. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies did his logo. I think that Tool logo way back in the day. I mean, I still dig on Tool, but I've gotten so I don't. I just don't listen to music that much anymore. Which is funny because I have a huge shelf of albums and CDs and tapes right here in front of me. But I just. I don't know. At a certain point, I got old, I think, and just got bored with music for a while. Yeah. Which is why I think well, it was so cool when your album hit me in such a way where I was... It reminded me... My grandpa was a huge Neil Young and Johnny Cash fan. And when I say huge, yeah. I mean those are the only two musicians he listened to. That was yeah. it. That was it. Johnny Cash on repeat, constantly in his garage. And right. it always kind of drove me nuts because I was like, old man put on something else and now i'm that i'm getting to be that dude where i'm just like i love this this hits me in a personal way this is all i want to listen to why the fuck would i listen to something that i don't want to listen to (laughs) yeah neil young's got such a giant giant uh what do you call it catalog i celebrate his whole catalog (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i hated johnny cash when i was that age i just i did not get it but i like him now Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's how I was. I, and same with Neil Young. When I was in high school... I always loved Neil Young. Oh, always really? loved. Always still do. Always. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a big punk rock kid back when I first started getting into music. Like, yeah. no FX and Pennywise and stuff like that. So I was like, this music's bullshit, man. It's got to be fast and furious and Oh, God, I, I want to punch that kid. I want to go back in time and just punch that kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta, let's do this. Let's just go punch a punch of young kids now. <laughs> it may just like, you piece of shit. Now, when I see kids like that, I just laugh. It's it, I don't want to punch him as much as I'm like, dude, in 20 years, you are totally not going to be that dude anymore. And they don't believe it. My boys are wearing skinny jeans. You know that? Skinny the, jeans. Yo, I have. Oh God, it's all over the place in Minneapolis. The skinny yeah. jeans are hot right now. Skinny jeans, little rock shoes. I call them rock shoes. I don't know what they are. What, no. What are, <laughs> what are rock shoes? I don't know what rock shoes are. So come up here and show me rock shoes. Come on up here, show Josh your skinny jeans and your rock shoes. <laughs> all right, come on. Oh, you don't have rock shoes. He's got rock shoes. Oh, there's his rock shoe. This is rock shoes. What kind of shoe? That's like a, that looks like a straight up boot. Like that's not even a shoe. That's like a rock and boot. All right. See that? Skinny jeans. Skinny jeans, man. It doesn't, I can't, I can't do my wife. If I put on, she tried to buy me a pair of skinny jeans and she was like, hey, I'm taking those back. You look like an idiot. I need my skinny jeans in 4XL. (laughs) Uh, That was a joke. <laughs> I just it it makes my nuts rageous. I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. If... <laughs> All right, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> they're they're good kids. At least it seems like it, it's funny because like it, it's obvious that you got a good relationship with your kid. Well, just during podcasts. Just during podcasts. Afterwards, yeah. you you guys are like <laughs> fuck off and. <laughs> 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 I don't know. My dad was always like my 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 old man always wanted to. Um, he always seemed like he just wanted to get me out of the house. Like get out of here, go do something. Yeah, he was always like go do something. He's probably because he just wanted to jerk off or something. I don't know. I hope to. Yeah, no. it's cool. It's cool seeing it. This it feels like maybe it's maybe it's like social media and 
the internet and we're all so connected now that we all see each other as human beings. So the embarrassment yeah. kind of is gone. Right. Well, I think dad's, I think once you figure out your dad was probably just as big a tool as you were. So, Oh you yeah. Know. How's he doing? He never contacted me. You did with his email. I'm I'm honestly I tried to figure it out and I can't put it together because if I it didn't make any sense to me why I got a letter from you but you told you said that you would do that sometimes you'd send letters yeah or did you ever get a superfly doll or something like that yeah you sent a poster yeah that's I mean that's why the letter got sent I think you said hey man let me send you a poster um and then you sent a letter inside of it I'm sure we emailed a couple times first yeah right okay but it's so cool that you weren't just it's so it most people if you if I'd email them which I didn't do so I I like I I wasn't one of those people who emailed people but apparently I I have to imagine that I saw it and started drawing and stuff like that and my dad was like yeah there's this thing now called email let's fucking email the dude and right you know hooked me up with an email to kind of inspire me to animate right um but I so he saw that I liked animation, so he always pushed me towards that. Or being a pastor. He also wanted me to be a pastor, if you could believe that with my foul mouth. Um, yeah, you, you, it was never going to work out. It wasn't going to work out for no, me to be a pastor. It wasn't going to work out. <laughs> when I was uh, six years old, trying to watch The Simpsons and Ren and Stimpy, and then 11, and watching Joe cartoon videos, and I'm trying to, what are like the other ones that were out, like Duty and... Um, yeah, Duty was cool. He was a nice fella. I've met him a bunch of times. Uh, there was Rock School. There yep. was uh, Joe Sparks was doing Devil Doll. Remember Devil yeah, Doll? Yeah, totally. That stuff was great. And uh, Camp Chaos. Sure. That's the interview you read the other day was uh, with Bob Suska, Camp Chaos. And that's the dude, did, he did the Napster one? Did yeah, he, he did Napster Bad. Yeah, Napster Bad video. That was yeah. A big one. That yeah. was a huge that was a huge one back then. It was. It was so good too. And I, at at that time I was a Metallica fan. Because my dad was yeah, big yeah. into Metallica and shit like that. So he um when I saw that, that was like the first time that was the downfall. That was when I was into Metallica and then those guys kind of became tool bags and I kind of fell out of love with them as people, right. so I fell out of love with their music. Right. Um because I I don't know. I I grew. I lived in this world. I live in this world where I don't. I kind of see that sort of shit as why. Why do you need to make a godzillion dollars off of it? So when they were bitching about Napster, I was kind of like, I don't know. They never were standing up for the little guy. They're always doing it for their pockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my opinion on that. That yeah. There. But the what about the little guys? Because they actually are standing up for the little guys. Except they like it. My problem was they they never really talked about it or like they never metallica was never really around helping out the little bands so that's when i got into tool and stuff yeah. like that was because like maynard was big into bringing people on tour with them that were nobodies and trying to help out with stuff so i got into those kind of bands when metallica seemed to just like when i saw documentaries about them i'm like oh my god they're living in mansions and they're billionaires Right. Why, why aren't they giving some of that money instead of man, living in giant mansions? Why aren't they helping out other bands and shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a speech on that someday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I survive on a meager salary and living 
pretty mellow. I don't get that. I don't get that. I like the punk rock dudes who, when I see like documentaries with these punk rock bands who are, they're making money, but they're helping out so many different venues and stuff like that. I loved that. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm out of that world. I don't even really know. Like I never, I actually never liked Metallica when I liked Tool a little bit, but I never. Yeah. It wasn't your jam. It wasn't the stuff you listened to. No, 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 but I'm not a, I, I'm not a rich guy hater. Usually all the rich guys I know had their ass beat to get rich. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I I totally agree with that. It's, I love if Metallica is bitching about that quarter, the thing is when you go down to those, those no name bands, yeah, then their music is getting ripped. That's where that argument matters. I totally agree. I totally agree. All these guys out there right now, all the musicians I know, none of them make shit. I know. It sucks. Don't make anything. So it's a really good business plan for me. (laughs) So I figured, shit, I'm running out of money. So fuck it. I'm going to get into an industry that you don't make jack shit in. I'm going to go buy a guitar because, like, look at that Prince guy. He did all right. Right? <laughs> yep. I'm shit. I'm getting on that train right there. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Um Yeah, it's uh, if it's it's reflected in your album how much you love just the music in general. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I I'm having a much better time doing this than what I was doing. And if that's showing, then 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 it's working. So so then the animation thing you started. It's just like at this point, it's not fun. Is that like basically the where do you want to focus your creative energy? Oh yeah, I understand right? that. <laughs> because and, that, and so you get into so for me right now the writing and the finding it on the guitar and uh, that kind of stuff is is much more interesting to me now it doesn't mean i'm not going to animate ever again i will Uh it's just not my that's why and i also thought it was really cool about this album is that we did animate everything none of them by me yeah yeah and those animations are awesome oh they're so good they the the ones that really some of them tell the story of what you're seeing and then some of them stray away and i love that i love that variety of how some of the videos are straight up this is what the song is about. I'm showing you what it's about. And some of them are a very artistic look at the well, song, sort of taking whatever they want. How much involvement did you have in those? I have, a, I have an awesome answer for that. When you read, when you read that thing on my page, it says um, one singer-songwriter, or, you know, 12... 12 songs, 12 independent, one independent singer songwriter, 12 independent animators, no rules. That no rules part means no direction for me at all. That's awesome. That is super awesome. I did give them some rules, though. (laughs) I did. did. There was a couple rules, like the the rules were no blood. Okay. And no boobs. No boobs. No boobs and no boobs and pussy and anything like that. None of that stuff. Sure. Because it's because I want you to. Th- I didn't want any of it to go there. Mm-hmm. And, then, and the album is like that's what's so cool about the album is it isn't blood and boobs and pussy like the 
the literally the one song where you talk. I mean, there's there's some funny sex references and stuff like that, and the swimming at the bottom of the pool boobs one is right. And as as comical as that is, I will tell you that is one of the songs on the album that is dead nuts true. Oh, really? Absolutely. Waiting for the girl with the bikini to come off. Yeah. But I was I grew up in a speedo. I mean, I, I literally was swimming my whole life. Yeah. I'm a fat, big fat turd at this point. But back then, if I grew up as a little kid and you you'd hang around the edge of the, you know, there's some girl that, you know, the word goes around, she keeps losing her top. Right. Yeah. So and you got the little speedo goggles. You know, you, and at the time, I can I could hold my breath like a manatee. I could literally do a long distance underwater because I a swimmer, and uh, I could drop down and just sit there for a long time. I mean, you know, the the bigger non-swimmer kids try to drown you and stuff. I never sweated that because they couldn't drown me. <laughs> you could go down for breath. minutes I at a time. I just hold my breath while they were. That is, you know, that is so awesome. Water. <laughs> so. It's really cool because I, when I, my wife is into folk music, that's what she listens to. So yeah, she started listening to your album as well because it totally uh, branches. It's not just comedy, although she laughs when she listens to it as, you know, as I do too, especially like that song and um, the whale one. The one about yeah, whale. Yeah. partying yeah. in the with in the whale. Do you remember Fatty Big Eye and Bruce? I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was him. Yep, he and that animation friend. is awesome. Oh god, it's so cool because I haven't seen. Does he still animate? Other than like, does he still animate for stuff? Not really. I mean, I, the internet died. I mean, all that all that re- revenue and everything is gone. Yeah, it's for still sure. Gone. I mean, there's a little bit there, but it's just really you got need. You know, you need a couple like. 30 40 kitten videos you know and four billion views to get any money but yep uh, so he's working a real job um uh but you know he comes over once in a while he's, he's he was the former high priest of the church of joe so uh <laughs> nice so when we had he was working with us for a long time when it was when it was working but now it's just you know yeah there's no money in it i mean there really isn't that's well, it's so great that i you know i i'm so uh yeah, put a good word in with me for Kevin, with Kevin Smith because I'll probably need a job here if this guitar thing doesn't work out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, I, I was going to say before when you're talking about the total freedom, that was the really cool. That's that is the really cool thing about uh, when I do animation yeah. for Kevin is just how much freedom he gives me with the Tusk thing. He, I had a script. He gave me a script and whatever, but he was very much he let me and the producer kind of have at it. Kind of reminded me of a Kill Bill scene, right? That is definitely what my inspiration was going for. Was like something right. sort of Kill Billish. I yeah, wanted yeah. to give it. I wanted to give it a very cool, like old old school vibe, but with a hint of like pop up book childness. I don't know. It was a lot of fun to work on, and I liked that I was given so much freedom. Yeah, well, you achieved. Cool. You, you got. You hit it. Sweet. That's cool to hear. Thanks. I'm. I'm really hoping right now uh, me and Steve are working on, we talked about it on a past podcast, but we're working on a feature film sort of together. It's, it's a slow process, but we're doing, right. we're doing a feature together, sort of a, I don't know, a Bill and Ted, Jay and Silent Bob type 
movie about us as characters, our podcasting characters. Right. I'm sure it'll take 15 years to get done since it's the two of us working on a feature film, which is fucking insane. But we're going to do it and we're going to try it out. I mean, I just watched um, Don Hertzfeld did a feature film that's on Netflix right now. Yeah, I got to see that. I love that. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. That... Oh, I love his stuff. We talk, we talk, Steve and I talk about him on the podcast all the time. Him and Mike Judge. Oh, yeah. I would love, I got Bill Plimpton on the last album. That's the guy I would like on the next one. But I, you know, I don't know who strings to pull to get to that guy, but I'd love him to do one of these. But who's that? Don Hertzfeld or Mike Judge? Yeah. Hertzfeld. Yeah. He is. Check out this idea. Oh, no. I better not tell you. No, fuck it. I'll tell you. How cool would it be to get like just a one hour special or a two hour HBO special, right? Yep. Cartoonists that rock. Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, so, and I I would try to include myself in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd yeah, there's nothing myself. wrong with that, man. It's Mike, Mike Judge, South Park guys, and uh even uh oh, what's his face? Uh Seth McFarlane. Sure. Uh you know, but like uh and then keep going down till you get to my level. <laughs> you know Tyler Gibb? He's the guy who did Boneland. Do you remember Boneland.com? That sounds really familiar. I don't know why I'm blanking I on bet it. You, I'll bet you remember it, but he's made his feature film too. So, What's his feature film? I don't know. It's uh, some weird sort of weird name. Boneland.com is where you find him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally remember these. I can't believe I blanked on that. <laughs> yeah 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 no he's cool dude he i get a i get a christmas card from i get a christmas email from him every year that's then great. we talk for about we talk back and forth real quick and then that's pretty much it but he's a sweet guy but you should you know if you if you're interested in the well you already know people in the feature film business but he's <laughs> i mean his. i mean i know people i know people in the feature film business as much yeah. as a dude in minnesota who lives right. in a meager house knows no print. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> yeah. I love that Prince is your go. Like that is everyone who lives outside of Minnesota. Yeah. That's like their go-to is Prince. Yeah. We got, we got red hot chili pepper dude and main Maynard. So yeah, that'd be cool, man. I, I like, obviously I enjoy your animations and stuff and I would totally love to see more, but I also dig the music. I just think you're doing awesome stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's very nice to hear because, you know, it is out there. So <laughs> it's quite a turn for somebody. So I really hope it. I really hope. I mean, I'm obviously I'm an advocate. I tell everyone about your stuff all the time, but I always had I, I hinted at it earlier. But the poster that you sent me when I was a kid, I uh, it followed me. I went to a private high school where I lived in a dorm and whatnot. Um, right. And we weren't allowed to have we we could put posters and stuff stuff up on our wall, but it had to be, um, not a Nike poster. Yeah, just- it was or like um, I'm trying to think of like a gospel or Christian band or even just like you could put up a poster for maybe Metallica. You could get or like ACDC was like the top, like that was the worst shit you could get away with, right? And I had I had your poster up on the wall 
and they do our dorm inspections and it'd be like, you got to take the poster down. It's that's adult stuff. You can't have that up there. I'm like, it's a, it's a fucking frog. I didn't say fucking to them. I was like, it's a frog. It's cool. Like it's a cartoon. I, we know what it is. You got to take it down. And I'd, (laughs) I'd take it down and then I'd keep putting it back up. I have your, I have the letter that you sent me, uh, framed and it hangs over my studio and it said yeah, yeah. on there it says, uh, so go to work, kick some ass, just do it, you get the idea. So I think you kind of yeah. said the same thing on the poster. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm I'm honored to have been uh got you in detention. <laughs> <laughs> I also you had put out a t shirt that had a devil on it. And I oh, used yeah, to yeah. I'd wear that to school, which never went over very well in a Christian school. Yeah, that's the one you plays. There's a button that plays backwards, and you hear what he said. Right? Yep, yep, that one. And you had a shirt with it. And I, I just thought it was awesome because it was a devil in a Christian school, and I, but it was a cartoon, so it was kind of like fuck off. It's silly. Get over it. Well, as, as I was always told, do not invite the devil in because he will come. <laughs> yep. I. Oh my God. I heard all. I mean, growing up in a Christian school, it was constant. It was everything was like that, and I was a troublemaker, and I couldn't help it. I don't know why. I think right. some people are just born trouble. Yeah, well, some people are born without imagination, and then they just try to rein you in. And, Maybe and that's, that's what it is. I just had a, I had a blossoming imagination, and they, I, I was raised during the era of like, let your imagination flow. It was like Sesame Street and stuff like that, where, like, right. they constantly told kids just be yourself, let your imagination go, and then they'd be like, but don't talk about that. Well, don't do that. Well, God yep. wouldn't like that. Sesame Street was the devil. Just disguised <laughs> cute little animals. Mm-hmm. That was the devil. No, yep. I'm kidding you. I, no, and that, that is like basically what they said. I, my church was one of those churches where they were like questioning whether Ernie and Bert were gay and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, they're they're not gay. They're they're fucking puppets. They're <laughs> right. <laughs> They, they don't have dicks. Like they don't have dicks. They're not thinking about sex. They're just two dudes. They're the odd couple. They're not boning. Get over it. Right. <laughs> oh That's man, just... it's funny talking about because I don't really talk about it that often. So talking about it and looking back at like my parents were so not those people yet they put me in the Christian school and all that other bullshit. It's so weird. Yeah. Again, I think my dad just wanted to send me to a private school so he'd get me out of the house so he could jerk off. Yeah. Does he listen to your podcast? I don't know, but I talk like this to my dad all the time. He doesn't oh, give a okay. shit. Right. He, well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when he listens if he's like, don't tell people that I jerk off. That's fucked up. You can't talk about your dad like that. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> well, this is like the most mild episode of this podcast ever because Steve and I, I mean, we're on Kevin Smith's podcast site and obviously Kevin just sits around and talks about dicks and farts and pussy and all that shit. So I'm generally, we kind of do the same. So this is a very mild podcast. Good. I mean, hell why? Yeah, I'm good. Why force (laughs) it? Why force the vulgarity? And we don't force Steve and I don't force it. I'm just a vulgar dude. I can't help myself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I need to drink beer before I start getting too vulgar. So, it brings it out of me as well, and I have had to have, if you can't tell, I keep sipping on coffee, and I, it sucks because I do it, and then I have to edit it out of the fucking podcast. It drives me nuts that <laughs> I have to edit it, but I need my coffee. I'm one of those people. 
Yeah. Oh, God, Lord. I'm a total coffee guy. Okay. One more quick thing before we wrap this up. I was going to ask you, you, uh, you talked about the fly fishing earlier. Yeah. And I find it so... I, I'm one of the... I, I fish, but I have never fly fished before. Right. I've never done it. And, but I'm a, I'm a fish and not release guy. I'm a fish and eat guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and you mostly do like, you do like uh, catch and release, right? Or do you, right. yeah. you do like, you eat fish as well? Oh, we'll eat them on occasion, but okay. you know, the, uh, but releasing them is, uh, I don't know. It's just sort of, you know, trout are more, uh, trout are a more sensitive, I guess, resource than sure. say, than say a bass, you yeah. know, or crappies. I or, do like a lot of crappie fishing. Yeah. Crappie, perch, bluegill, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. If I was out perch fishing, I'd, the only reason to perch fish is to eat. Yep. Yeah. You no. Know? Be outside. And yeah, that, that's more of what it is. It's not really like I'm. It's not like I'm a hunter gatherer. <laughs> I eat them, yeah. but I'm I'm out there for fun and like spend time with my old man and bullshit and catch some fish and then we do like a fish fry and eat them up and. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like I haven't eaten some of those trout. I have, you know. If, sure. Um, if they don't look like they're going to survive the, uh, if they got like hooked in the gill or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm almost considering myself lucky right there because I'm going to get good excuse to take one home. Sure. You know, but For sure. all my friends, all my buddies, you know, there's hardcore fly fishermen and, uh, they're pretty, we're pretty much all catch and release. And if you have never fly fished before, I haven't, and I want to, I really do, but it's just, it's, it I, is, uh, it's addicting. Is it's, it? Uh, yeah. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, I was a bass fisherman, bluegill fisherman my whole life until I had the opportunity to, uh, uh, well, my producer took me fly fishing and I took my little spinner cast thing and he was kicking my ass on flies um just catching a whole bunch of little trout then i had the opportunity to go to idaho somehow i found myself on a river in teton valley river in idaho and there was a 40 dollar fly rod sitting around it was a piece of shit and uh so i just started dicking around with it and uh somebody showed me a little bit how to cast and I'll tell you what, when you get that little fly upstream from a little surfacing trout and that little fly comes down and he hits it and you actually hook him, it is, it's addicting. It's like playing a video game, Yeah. but it's also, you know, it's, you're totally absorbed in the moment and yeah, I, it, it's a blast. And let me tell you this. The first couple of little trout I caught like that, I would set like I was bass fishing, and I would get smacked right in the forehead. <laughs> like the first two fish I caught hit me right <laughs> in the face. That's amazing. Smacked, I, wham! Boom. See, that's wow. my thing with that's my thing with uh, with fly fishing is I'd love to do it, but I don't have I don't have the equipment, and also I don't have someone to teach me how. Yeah. So, oh, what's that? Come see me. Uh, yeah, I um, I think I might ask. There's a dude. It's one of those things where there's a dude who fly. My dad lives on a lake, and um, 
Not that it's Minnesota, so it's fucking like at every street corner. But yeah, I have good fishing up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a dude who fly fishes right outside of his, right outside of my dad's property, and um, I always like for years when I was a kid, I always wanted to go out there and just ask him to show me how, like let me try it, and I never did, and I regret never doing it. But it's so, it's so ironic that that's like a memory that I have from being a kid. I remember sitting out there wanting to watch him fly fish. Right. And at the same time, I'm sitting in my house watching your cartoons, having no idea that years later, I'd be watching <laughs> videos of you fly fishing. Like, it's <laughs> so coincidental and strange, but it's really cool. And um, I, I, I that's uh, when I saw you out doing it on the video, I was like, fuck, man, I want to do that. That looks like so much fucking fun. I am totally addicted to that. T- that shit now is a whole different world. You're catching those big mouse flies in the dark. It's like waiting for your your fly to run into a landmine. Yeah. Oh it's man, awesome. I I know I understand the rush. I did my my family goes to Mexico every year. I haven't gone for a few years cuz I don't have money and the kid. But I um my dad always used to take me out deep sea fishing and we'd do the like yep. couple day. Oh my god, when you land a big fish out there, it is like you when you said you get like so absorbed into the moment. Right. That's exactly like you're thinking about nothing else. Nothing. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. You forget that you exist and all that exists in that moment is bringing in that fish. And if you have never been there, like I used until I caught my first sailfish, I never, you know, when you watch it on TV, you think, oh, that's pretty cool. But until you're like stand on the deck of that boat with that giant missile flying around out there, you have no oh, idea what's shit. going on. It's that like. Oh, your blood gets pumping, and there's. Yeah. I, did you do it like on a tour with like uh, a guide and stuff like that? Oh, I used to go down to Florida a bunch and and do some fishing um, with some friends down there. I have, my dad's got a place down there, and I used to do a bunch of sea feet, deep sea fishing down there. But I haven't been down there forever. But okay, yeah, because when I, when I went, it was my old man and I went, and uh, we had we did like. We had like the tour with some Mexican dude who took us out on his boat with his partner and the four of us all went out fishing or whatever. Yeah. And as I'm, you know, I, I hit the fish and it's just like the guys are yelling at me what I should be doing, what's going on. And I was just like, it was, it was like the most intense moment of my life. Like that, that we moment that. was more intense than being in the hospital with my son being born. Right. <laughs> Like that was, yeah. it was awesome. So when you talk about that, when you talk about fly fishing and that intensity with that, it just, oh my God, it makes me want to get out there. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I definitely am. I'm going to call, I think that's the next thing I'm going to do is call up my dad and be like, we got to, we got to do some fly fishing this year and get into it because I think that sounds like so much fun and it'd be fun to do with him. It's cool to be at that, to be in this place where like my dad and I can do that sort of stuff now. And you got a lot of bass up there, right? You got yeah, bass. we got tons. We do tons of bass fishing. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, you you could do that with like little poppers and stuff for bass. I would like to fish for bass that way, but I live in a trout stream, so you know. Yep. I'm and I like trout more than I like bass. But anyway, but I you, that's a way to dick around with it. Go get some little poppers and a cheap fly rod and figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Just practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been really awesome, Joe, just sitting down to talk with you. 
Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Do you have anything that you wanna um, that you wanna pimp? I mean, the album, obviously. Uh, yeah, just the album. Just twoshacks.com is where I would send anybody if you want to pimp something. Twoshacks.com. Uh, twoshacks.com. I'm just trying to. Yeah, twoshacks.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, it it is. I'll say it again, even though I've said it a hundred times. It's a wonderful album, and anyone who. I would dare anyone to not enjoy it because it's so good, man. It's so good. I, I think it it branches. It's funny because I read in that interview you talked about, um, he asked a question, something like, what kind of genre would you consider this? And you kind of struggled to, you're like, it's like a folk, blues, rock, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. It's so fun. Like, it's not, I know I talk about the sad songs because that's where I am. I'm a, I'm a sad sack dad right now who's just like, looking at the future and stuff but there's those right. there's fun songs the whole album from beginning to end is totally listenable and that's rare that's rare to find an album where it's like every song is enjoyable <laughs> well you just you, well, let's talk every day and you can say the stuff to me again okay it's <laughs> <laughs> like so call me i'll just set it for like can an alarm tomorrow at the same time tomorrow same time <laughs> Yep, so two shacks for the album, JoeCartoon.com for the cartoons, and then on YouTube, it's JoeCartoon.com is the the user. Hey, man, it's been an honor just getting to sit down and talk to you, and um, I would love to do it again sometime. Josh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad to see you grew up into a nice, fine young man. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. It must be really strange for you to just be like, you don't even remember me. Like you have no idea that you sent that letter, um, Mm -hmm. maybe a month ago. And then all of a sudden, I told my wife when I was coming out to do, she's like, Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) I go, what is kind of cool. And, um, I, I just, just quickly, I'll pimp my, uh, my yeah. uh, animation. Go buy Tusk on DVD. You can see some of my animation in the deleted scenes. And uh, that'll wrap it up for Getting Sketchy. Thanks again, Joe. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Don't let your meatloaf, folks. Do what I like, like when I do. I kind of hope you like it too. You don't like it, I ain't gonna do stuff I don't like just for you, cause. Dancing monkey, that ain't me Dancing monkey don't ever get to be king Dancing monkey don't dance to their own song No, no, them dancing monkey don't ever get to be calm So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna reap whatever I sow Might be good, might be bad it might be kick ice, it might be sad, but I may never make it up the mountain. These rocks are heavy and father time is counting. Father time, well, he ain't a real nice guy. But I would rather die trying than just trying not to die. I got no fear of failure. I see the boat, I'm fucking sailing. I got me a girl, boy, in every point. They call me on the phone, say, Joe, baby, gotta have some more. 
So I'ma tread where I'm gonna tread I won't repeat what I just said You go your way and I go mine Sun gonna shine, we're gonna shine I just don't wanna waste no more time You wanna dance with monkeys, I'll be kind But if you just wanna shoot me off my building Oh, just remember that it's you, not me Do what I like and like what I do I kind of hope you like it too You don't like it, fuck you Find another monkey, dance with you Dancing monkey, that ain't me, no Dancing monkey don't never get to be king Dancing monkey don't dance to them so This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>